Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff right here on CBS Sports Radio. It is Wednesday, which means we do something called the Great Debate Series around here. These are the big debates that we have in sports, always based loosely, Perloff, on the news of the week. Absolutely. Generally. And I would say the news of the week in several weeks now has been the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Uh, Something new every day, whether Jim Harbaugh is going to get in trouble, whether Michigan had this massive advantage as Lane Kiffin is now positing that maybe they were, this was good for maybe a touchdown or so per game, having the opponent's signs. The counterintelligence, the counterespionage now that other Big Ten schools had Michigan's signs. So does that make this any any different? There's one thing after another with the scandal. Was that Connor Stallions on the Central Michigan sideline? What was the deal with his facial hair at the time? I love, you know, maybe fake facial hair. <laughs> Their disguises, mustaches. This is great. There's no end to this Espionage. Story. So for the great debate, let's hit it, Manny. The Great Debate Series. the biggest sports scandals of all time. And when we say scandal, we're talking about on the field, things that impacted what was going on on the field. We're not talking about people's personal lives. No Tiger Woods here. We're not going OJ Simpson. We're talking about on the field, things that impacted the sport. Right. Like sign stealing would impact the sport. Yes. Uh, I mean, OJ Simpson kind of dominated the entire news world for five years. That's true. So that that doesn't count. I love a scandal that has to do with what impacts wins and losses. It's the best kind of scandal because no one is really getting hurt most times. Well, it depends. Some of these scandals have been have been massive and with huge implications. Yeah. So today we debate the biggest sports scandals on the court, on the field, on the track, on the turf, on the ice of all time. Oh, well, when you say that, you're right. Some people are getting hurt. Some I think I take that back. Some people take a lead pipe to the foot. Anyway, not to give it away. You like to start it off. <laughs> okay, I'll start off. I am going so recent, and I am so sorry for that. But to me, this is the best on-field cheating scandal that I can remember of all time. It, it's got to be the Astros banging the trash can because it was so nakedly cheating. And the 2017 Astros, of course, won the World Series. And every time there was a big home run, you heard right before. The fact that the Astros were walking around claiming they were the smartest team in the world, that they had reinvented how to build a team out of nowhere. All their executives were claiming they were geniuses. They were hitting a garbage can in the (laughs) stands after they stole the sign. That is so brazen. And it's so simple. And the other great thing about cheating, any scandal, you need video. The fact that you could actually be a fan, and the fans uncovered this for the most part, that you could be a fan and you could be watching the game and you see a big home run and you say, what is that noise? Why does it sound so <laughs> rhythmic in the crowd? Because you get a lot of crowd noise during the game. The fact that we were all witness, just like MLB. MLB had obviously no idea until Mike Fierce came out. But the fact that we all witnessed it along with the baseball uh, cognizante is just incredible. It's my favorite cheating scandal of all time. It was, a, it was a big one. It calls into question the entire 2017 World Series. A lot of teams oh. still salty about Altuve's MVP 
that season and a lot of other things. It's a uh, good one. I didn't even get into Altuve's buzzer because you don't believe that existed. But you do know the garbage cans were there, and yes, to me, I that's do. the best. Yes, the Astros garbage can scandal. It is so rudimentary, yet so oh, so good. So good. Um, for me, the biggest on-court scandal in sports history is one that is the deepest, darkest fear, not just for any league, but for every sports fan Whoever thinks that a referee called something against your team because they had a personal interest in the game, the Tim Donaghy scandal is the Mm. biggest sports scandal in history. This is a referee who they claim was rogue, but to be honest, we never really got to the bottom of who else Donaghy may have been, um, you know, who else he may have included. Yeah in this scandal but you know the nba was able to wrap their arms around this and it's really a credit i guess to david stern that this didn't sink the league because (laughs) you know they had fbi investigations to that said you know donaghy never actually threw a game but we have so much evidence it feels like to the contrary and things that we know is that donaghy was betting on games that he was refing and we know through court documents and and so many so much evidence that the games he was refing people placing bets on that were winning at a clip of 88 percent it's insane nobody if you know anything about betting you know that that's an incredible number to be winning at clearly something was off people made millions and millions of dollars off of this the mafia got tied in with the genovese crime family i mean this scandal had it all and talk about brazen I mean, this was so audacious. Like, yeah. you had guys who were calling each other on burner phones telling you who was going to win the game. The fact that this was moving betting markets that started the night before in Asia and then came around to the U.S. by the time Lakers-Clippers tipped <laughs> off. I mean, it, just bananas. To uh, me, Tim Donaghy, that scandal is the biggest on-court scandal in sports. I think one of the key elements that you mentioned is it has to work to be a great cheating scandal, and it clearly worked. Yes. So 88%, no doubt. Tim Donaghy was good at that. And we watched the documentary. The fact that he got away with it, I don't credit David Stern for saving the league. First of all, I wonder who he killed to do that. (laughs) And secondly, he kind of let this happen. It was under his watch. It's interesting. I agree. You kind of hinted that maybe more people than we know were involved in this. So one detail, because I went back to look, because I didn't watch the documentary, actually. I I didn't love that Donaghy got to have a big say in it. It's still pretty good. He's a liar. But the thing is, is about the the detail that gets um, lost in history here is that Donaghy was cooperating with the FBI. He was going to wear a wire, and they were going to potentially implicate more referees, <clears throat> Scott Foster, maybe some others. Somehow, the investigation got leaked to the New York Post and blew up the whole wire ta- of Donaghy wearing a wire, and they were never able to fully see who else was involved in the scam. Wow, no. Yeah. Throwing Scott Foster under the bus. I just wink, wink, everybody. Right I there. mean, that, those, the phone logs tell the story. Why did Donaghy and Foster have to talk that much? One more thing Everybody's to support together. the yeah. impact. Just this weekend, there was about 40 people who tweeted after this terrible roughing the call. Oh, I guess the officials bet the money line on this team. I think that is in part a result of the Tim Donaghy scandal. This is the legacy it leaves. So you have Astros. I have Tim Donaghy. EJ? Greatest scandal and biggest scandal in sports history is what? He's the greatest home run hitter of all time, but many want to put an asterisk by his name. 
And it didn't wasn't just him. There were several other big athletes involved. So I'm going with Barry Bonds and particularly Balco. Yeah. That being the biggest scandal for us cheating in sports. Because you had Barry Bonds. You had people going to prison. Barry Bonds is a, a trainer. Greg Anderson had to do prison time because he would not rat on Barry Bonds and say whether or not he gave him steroids. Marion Jones, who initially had a very passionate denial of using steroids. She was a massive star on the track and field uh, world. She had to go to prison. There's a great 30 for 30 on her. Jason Giambi was uh, implicated by this. I mean, this really rocked the sports world because we went beyond just the normal, okay, guys using antibiotic steroids. Now we're talking about HGH. We're talking about the clear and the cream things you've <laughs> yeah. never heard of yeah. before. The, clear. And the, the things that they were the length they were going through, the beat testing and Victor Conti became a household name. I mean that just absolutely dominated the uh dominated the news cycle and still becomes a debate today because we talk about Barry Bonds not being Hall of Fame. A lot of people still think he should be. Some people think he should never get into the Hall of Fame. So I'm going with Barry Bonds and Balco being the ultimate cheating scandal. Yeah, it was a big one. The cream in the clear, like the it's shorthand for, like, were they rubbing it on his thighs or something? I don't remember. Marion Jones went to prison. Went to prison. And wow. again, it's a 30 for 30 on, on, on her time in prison and how that changed her life. I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah, Balco was big. Victor Conte, by the way, like, never really went away. Uh, kind of working with boxers and stuff now. Wait, Manny? you're kidding me. Victor Conte yeah. didn't go to jail? Yeah. No, I don't know if he went to jail, oh, okay. but he's, like, still a, a figure. Wow. Uh, yeah. Manny, you're on the board today. You want to jump in on this convo? Yeah, sure. I will go ahead and say when you have the opportunity to cheat with a ticket to the Super Bowl on the line and you go ahead and deflate some footballs in the 2014 AFC Championship game, um, and when you're the GOAT as well, you end up winning that game, end up winning the Super Bowl, the deflate gate to me is probably one of the biggest cheating scandals uh, we have seen in, in North America in sports. I mean, listen, man, he's not wrong. Tom Brady, four-game suspension. Court appearance. Court appearance, that terrible <laughs> yeah. court drawing. The only person in history ever made Tom Brady look ugly was this court reporter. Must have been a Jets fan. Good, good i got to admit, that is my favorite Must scandal. But there's no way you could argue that's the biggest scandal, that he took a little air out, maybe took a little air out of a few footballs. With the ticket to the Super Bowl on the line? Manny, on Marion Jones went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Bonds had 73 home runs in a season. <laughs> no. They were talking about a little air in no. a football. I like, though, Manny, because it involves Brady. And he had to destroy his phone. Oh, definitely. What was in that phone? I think I think you and I disagree. I think the Connor Stallion scandal is closer to Deflategate, where you have these wild characters who really don't fit. I just don't think it had that big an impact. I mean, Spygate was probably bigger than Deflategate. No? I mean, it was the biggest penalty the NFL has ever seen. Yeah, the $500,000 fine for Belichick. I think two fifty for the team and a draft pick. I think, actually, to, to help Manny out, can we clump the two Patriots gates together and do Spygate slash Deflategate? No, because you know Bel- they're connected. So. Belichick claims he never knew. But you know the NFL came down on Deflategate because they were still mad about Spygate. The owners were still upset about Spygate, and they thought that the Patriots got off too easy. Right. So they came down way harder on Deflategate. Interesting. They are a little bit connected. They're both really fun. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you got to separate them because, like Maggie said, one you had Belichick kind of being the orchestrator, the puppet master, yeah. and the second one you allegedly had Tom Brady being the puppet master. And I, I think they're separate. I think you got to take them as two separate things. I can't I can't lump them together. Also, a million dollar fine for the Patriots. Yeah, it was a million dollars. The other thing, so I like EJ's because Bonds and Balco was such a big thing. But I almost feel like 
if you're going to say that, it's just like, what about A-Rod? What about Biogenesis? What about McGuire and Sosa? McGuire and Sosa save the sport, then, you know, I think ruin the sport, you know, the steroid scandal, ruin the sport because the record books became a work of fiction. I just felt like with with Sosa McGuire, which those are two good examples, there wasn't a real moment to point to to say, oh, this is where all the ish is hitting the fan. It was kind of like, oh, those guys hit all those home runs. We all celebrated. Then it was like, oh, Barry Bonds is hitting a whole lot of home runs too. Maybe guys are using steroids. <laughs> and then there was kind of this murky question. They went to Congress, and Rafael Palmeiro does the, I've never used steroids, yeah, period. Pointing. And then Sammy Sosa forgot to speak English, yeah. and Mark McGuire <laughs> beating the fifth. And it was just, it just there wasn't like a moment until like way Clemens later yeah. when they finally said, okay, you know what? I did use steroids. And that was Mark McGuire. I don't think Sosa's ever admitted to No, it. no, he's never admitted. I mean, the Mitchell report was a turning, was maybe yeah. a, a turning point. And the finding yeah. the Andro in McGuire's locker was I, maybe a turning point. I yeah. think there's two. Uh, the McNamee story went along with with the Clemens and what's a that was that? Impedit. And Pettit. That was that was, that was very similar to the Barry Bonds, where you had this nefarious character yeah. who ended up going to you know wouldn't rat him out. You, and then you have Lance Armstrong, too, which is maybe the greatest doping scandal. Well, that, that, no. and you have Russia, too. So the you, thing about Lance, I was thinking about this. The reason why I didn't go with Lance Armstrong or Barry Bonds or something like that is because, A, I think, well, listen, Ken Caminiti, may he rest in peace, said, you know, over 50% of guys were using steroids, right? So the fact that so many people were doing it, I think for the for cyclists, don't we think it's close to like 100% Absolutely. of guys? Now, Lance Absolutely. was a huge scandal, and not just because he was a inspiration to so many people because he survived cancer twice, and then also he was so vindictive to people, getting them fired, ruining their lives when he himself was the perpetrator. It, it almost... I, I was looking more at scandals in not lighter sense, but the Astros, for example, nobody really got hurt with that. Lance Armstrong almost ruined some journalists' lives, and he came after people so hard and hurt a lot of other bikers. So that has a real ugly turn to it. He was a cancer survivor, and the inspiration, the hypocrisy there is unbelievable. Even way worse than Barry Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. It's funny how we view these. We know a lot of NFL guys have been caught with steroids, and they're all getting right into the Hall of Fame. Nobody cares yeah. what an NFL I mean, guy is, so we're so subjective. I mean, even with Balco, we talk about Giambi, Bonds, and Jones being the two big figures. People forget... Bill Romanowski was the other yeah. big athlete in there. And, like, you know, no one says, oh, Bill Romanowski, his, his legacy with steroids yeah. kind of hurts it. I mean, his legacy is, is hurt by other things, maybe his antics on the field or whatever. But, like, he, like nobody even remembers that he was part of that. It's so true. And that, that's why I didn't want to pick steroids because I'm also not sure when exactly did the steroid era begin or end. Like, I Great know question. these, you know, obviously you've got bonds and you've got court cases and people going to jail, but... I kind of am skeptical about a lot of people and what they do to get on the field. Now, the other one we could have gone with is the Nancy Kerrigan, yeah, Tanya Harding, yeah. which was a massive scandal. I don't know, Manny, are you young enough? You too old? Uh, I've heard, I've read about it. Read I wasn't it? around on the earth for it, no. There you go. Uh, massive. Massive. Because it was so against type. First of all, it's insane that somebody would actually do this and take a pipe to Nancy Kerrigan's shin in an attempt to keep, you know, to help her biggest rival. But it was so against type because figure skaters are supposed to be seen as like graceful and glamorous yeah, yeah. and, you know, uh, just 
feminine and all these things and the fact this ugly scandal would happen in that world made it outrageous yeah. and tanya harding and nancy kerrigan were so opposites and nancy was kind of like um at least portrayed in the media as like this upper class uh you know perfect person and tanya harding was more of a blue collar you know had to kind of pull herself up by her own bootstraps kind of thing fighting against the authority yeah i it's another one where a scriptwriter would Never believe it until it actually happened. Oh, so you're telling me the second best skater in America is going to take a pipe to the knees of the first one? Nancy Kerrigan was America's sweetheart. Yeah. People loved her. That had real legs. And it was like the idiot uh, no boyfriend's friend. John Galuli. Yeah. John Galuli. Galuli. Yes. But then again, it was only figure skating in the Olympics. To me, I don't know. It's not a major sport. Sorry. Uh, it was a one time Olympic thing. So. I'm I not totally sure it's disagree. as big that as the other time when the Olympics was massive, way bigger than it is now. And don't forget, there was like, oh, they were doing something with the schedule where, of course, obviously the Olympics is usually every four years. And for some reason, to get on a certain cycle, they made it every two. So the, it was like back-to-back -back Olympics. It was only a two-year uh, gap between Winter Olympics that year. Right. But there is a one-off field of that where Tim Donaghy has, a, has impacted sports for yeah. decades now. And, and seasons worth. For Donnie. And steroids has changed everything. So I, I, the only downfall of that to me is just it happened one time. It was bizarre. But was it, and we know what happened. The other thing about a scandal, I think you need some mystery too. And Nancy Kerrigan, that's all come out now. I didn't see the movie. Was that good? I know it's it got great. an Oscar nomination. I, Tanya, <laughs> excellent. The casting, perfect. Meanwhile, we want to hear from you, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The biggest on the field, on the court, on the ice, on the pitch, scandal in sports history. Again, Perloff going with? Uh, the Houston Astros. Did that pick up on the mic? <laughs> I think so. Yes, I think Jose TV just hit another home run after you did that. I'm going with Tim Donaghy, EJ. Barry Bonds and Balco. Manny? Deflategate. What do you say? 855-2124-CBS, the biggest sports scandals in history on the field. We get to you next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. You can enter the great debate today, the greatest sports cheating scandal. We're talking about on-field stuff, not stuff that happened way away from the court and personal lives, which are always interesting too, but we're talking about cheating. I did the Astros banging the garbage can. Maggie, you did. Tim Donaghy, the referee who was betting on his own games and potentially, you know, Fixing the outcome yeah. of games. We got a Balco in the house. We got a deflate gate. We mentioned Nancy Kerrigan. You can call 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. so sad. Like, we laugh about it now. She must have been in so much pain. Really? I don't know. We laugh about it now. Did it hurt that bad? Did it, did she ever have surgery? What was the extent of the injury? I never even understood that. No, I think it was major injury. I mean, she ended up competing, and I believe Oksana Bayul actually won the gold that year. Someone. Sasha, someone? I'm not sure who won the gold. Hi. <laughs> Manny. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Biggest cheating scandal in sports history. Jeff's in San Diego. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Fine. Thank you. What do you got for us? Uh, the Black Sox, Shoeless Joe Jackson. It's a big one. It's massive. It's kind of like the granddaddy of them all, if you will. Jeff, thank you. The White Sox, uh, influenced by gamblers, 1919 World Series. They lose the series and, yep. like, 
sports gambling as we know it became the big villain of oh, yeah. sports. I saw so the movie, very recently. The Eight Men Out with John Cusack, Eighth Rothstein, the bad guy. Great stuff. And the funny thing is, that's the one we know about. Yeah. There's probably 15 <laughs> other. It's a great scandal because we know about it. There are probably 20 other baseball teams back then. Back then, the rules were a little different in baseball. I, I think a lot of funny stuff was going on. Um, Titan fan is in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS sports radio or twitch.tv slash CBS sports radio about the Sonny Liston taking a dive. Now that's never been proven that Liston took a dive against Muhammad Ali, but <laughs> you're getting guys, guys taking a dive and boxing. We're going to be here all day. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> list. Boxing probably needs its own subcategory. A uh, Hutch is in Sacramento. Good morning, Hutch. Hey, uh, so mine was the college basketball point shaving scandal that tanked a bunch of NBA careers, potential NBA careers. Uh, can't remember the team, but uh, they did the got hooked up with the mob kind of through, I think, like a third party, and they were point shaving. Uh, I can't remember so the team. So maybe you guys could fill in my memory. Yep, sure. There's been a few point shaving scandals throughout history. Uh, thank you, Hodge. The, again, the granddaddy, the OG is probably CCNY, yeah. uh, which is here in New York. That was one of the originals in the 50s. Yes. That, that was uh, a huge deal historically. Absolutely. And then Kentucky was the other where there was a point shaving scheme. Oh, I think of the two that I think of are Boston College because yep. it was the guy from Goodfellas. Yep. And Arizona State was the most naked that's the one, the documentary, they they were moving, like Tim Donaghy, they were moving lines from all over the country. <laughs> yeah. Because they had a season where they threw off basically most of a season. So, yeah, if you, again, we'll be here all day. College basketball is a sport that's been rife with this stuff for yep. years. The point shaving kind of through different eras. Oh, you know, yeah. We've seen point shaving, which is why the, the movie Blue Chips is always so funny and great is because they have every scandal possible all rolled into one movie. Kind of <laughs> like the program, you know? It's like... Every single possible thing that could happen happens to this team all at once. What's the Kentucky one? I thought there was a Kentucky point-shaving scandal. Am I not remembering that right? Um, Maybe. I'm sure. But Kentucky had a... Did they have some other... They got the recruiting violations and they lost the program for a while. Was that point-shaving or was there something else going on? Because remember, they yeah, rebuilt it, under Patino and Jamal Mashburn? No, it was a point-shaving scandal. Again, it was also, I believe, in the 40s. 40s and 50s. I oh, didn't realize it was okay. that old. But yes, they had a point-shaving scandal as well. Um, let's go to Mike, who's in Albuquerque. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. Uh, Lance Armstrong. Man, yeah. what a absolute, you know what piece of crap he ended up being, right? And it's crazy, Mike, because he was so inspirational. Who was not wearing a yellow Livestrong rubber band around their wrist? I mean, Lance Armstrong was everything, and and it was like Lance was being persecuted because Floyd Landis was accusing him of stuff, and other people were yeah. accusing him and just trying to take down this American hero, Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. I mean, that was big in, in Perloff and I in our old life when we worked at SI, but and it was all a lie. Yeah, and he dated Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Let's not forget that important thing. He was a gigantic celebrity, and that's another great documentary. The personal demons went way back with him, too. We found out that he wasn't the hero we thought he was. He, he had a lot going on. Incredible. Uh, Adrian's in Maryland. Hey, Adrian, how you been? Good. How you guys doing? You know, we're doing well. What do you got for us? from you. 
Hey, I got uh, I got Danny Amante Little League World Series. How crazy is this? You know, you you see a kid throwing what seventy, eighty miles an hour <laughs> in the Little League, and you're like, he's going to the series, and you find out he's got a bad birth certificate and things like that. Yeah, he was like throwing. He was amazing, Adrian. Thank you for the call. This was this was one where you feel terrible because the center of it is a kid. You know, Danny Almonte well, is not the one I mean, who... He was 24 at the time. I don't know. If <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, sorry. So it was the adults around him who really deserved to get the to get uh, the ire, but it's his name and he's the one out there, but he was two years older than they were claiming him to be and probably a foot taller than everyone, too. I was such a sucker for the Danny Almonte story. I was so into that team. I don't even remember what year it was. But I'll fall for a good Little League World Series team. And to find out that it was all fake was heartbreaking. <laughs> Devastating for yeah. Karloff. You never recovered from that. Uh, okay, guys, keep them coming. So we've had, uh, so far, I'm saying Tim Donaghy. Perloff is going with. Houston Astros hitting the garbage cans. EJ's got Balco. Manny's got Deflategate. So far from you, we've heard uh, Chicago Black Sox scandal. Danny Almonte. We've got Nancy Kerrigan in there. Point shaving scandals. Why? Why? <laughs> Bogus, do you have a personal fave? I mean, it's it's hard to top the Astros. Um, it's hard to forget about Balco living through it. Um, so I think I think I had to stick with those two. They're the big ones. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to throw... You I also still, live through Donaghy. <laughs> you live through yeah, all of it. Yeah, but I love baseball more. Like, baseball yeah. is my thing. And, like, I mean, I remember sitting in dorm rooms watching McGuire and Sosa hit home yeah. runs. Yeah. I wasn't tracking Tim Donaghy. <laughs> you know, those weren't, you weren't live in the moment knowing what was going on. Yeah. Unless your name was, like, Boom Boom Sanders <laughs> right, from exactly. uh, Philadelphia, and you had a million dollars yeah. on the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a good point. Scandals are also defined by how much we bought into the original story. I was into Danny Amante, so that hurt. Maguire and Sosa, I was so into that. Oh, are you kidding me? Cut into any play. To find out right. it's all fake later on is very disillusioning. The, the Danny Amante story was very personal for me because I was a young athlete playing youth sports, and one of the biggest things was... For me in basketball, oh, this kid's playing in a 10 and under league, but he's 12 or 13, and yeah. that being a question mark. To see like something that we see kind of be a scandal in small local youth sports become a national scandal yeah. for me being in fifth or sixth grade during that time, that was that was insane in itself. Well, you hear stories of like moms of football players where they have to bring the kid's birth certificate yep. to games oh, yeah. because no one believes that like young Jadavion Clowney could have possibly been wow. 10 at one point. It's a, a huge deal. I remember in seventh grade, we got off the bus at Strathaven and the guy I was covering had a mustache. I'm like, what's going on? He's at least 16 years old. Yeah. But I do think it's not just youth sports. I think age is a big issue because... We all think that there are other athletes in pro sports who lied about their age to look younger and get a bigger contract. Definitely. And actually, it was after 9-11 where they started cracking down more on guys' birth certificates yeah. when they were coming from different countries. And also, you have those scandals where a 27-year-old will pretend he's in high school. We had one of those a couple years ago. Oh, and, yeah. They pose like, hello, yeah. fellow students. Yeah, he's like 26 <laughs> and scoring 16 a game in Texas high school basketball. That's a dream of mine. Just to go and relive <laughs> your youth. Yeah, I'm so much better a basketball player now than I was in high school. I 
could kick butt right now, and I was terrible back then. Well, if you are a punter or a kicker, you can be 30 and still be playing in college. Yeah, I mean, college is one thing, but to pretend you're in high school, that's yeah. really where you have to. I couldn't play college, but I think I could contribute as a six-man <laughs> on a high school team. <laughs> college is nuts now because of the COVID year. There are guys who are 25 yeah. still playing Lots college sports yeah. against 18-year-olds. Like the guys who are going to win the high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. too. Isn't Bo Nix like 30 years old and still <laughs> slinging it for Oregon? <laughs> He's played in every conference. Yeah, I remember when Cam Newton and Bo Nix battled in 2010. <laughs> that was an amazing seniors. game. <laughs> Actually, they, were on, they would have been on the same team. That joke didn't make sense. Go ahead. Uh, let me recap, I guess, the newest Michigan Connor Stallions nonsense. The school has apparently told the Big Ten that Ohio State, Purdue, and Rutgers were sharing the Wolverine signals ahead of playing them. We don't know, though, if that actually violated any rules, or no matter what, it wouldn't affect any possible punishment for Michigan. We also have running back Blake Corum denying a business relationship with Stallions. Only Connor signed the paperwork, but Corum's name is on the documents for an LLC named after Corum. It's registered in Wyoming, but has a mailing address in Ann Arbor. That address is a house that Stallions bought in March of 2022. Corum says his lawyers are on it, and he thanks whomever found it so that it gets figured out. Wait, but the photo is weird. There is also a photo, too, yes. Of Corum in front of a camouflage-colored car? Is that Yes, it was camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just... That's and it says, like, thanks to my LLC. Yeah. So, But he doesn't know him. Strangers. Never met him. As for football, Michigan is still number three in the CFP rankings. Committee Chair Boo Corrigan says the situation is not their concern. As long as Michigan's eligible for the postseason, they'll be considered. Ohio State, Georgia, FSU fill out the top four once again. I'm nothing if not a gentleman. Maggie asked for Robert Sala on Trevor Simeon's future. So here it is. Have you or would you this week consider uh, bringing up Simeon to the regular roster? Uh, No, not at this time. But then couldn't really explain why not. Yeah, this reminds me of actually baseball managers a lot when the front office of the analytics team is like creating the lineup and telling them, you know, which pitchers to go to in the bullpen. Then after the game, you're asked for an explanation and they really can't provide it because they don't really know why they're making these decisions. Yeah. This is what we call the Mickey Calloway around here. <laughs> uh, a little shorthand, a little inside joke for my Mets fans. But this this feels like that for a football coach, which is rare. Or... Does Zach Wilson know things? Like, is this like the Dan <laughs> Snyder angle where owners didn't want to mess because they were afraid he was going to start to spill all of the secrets? Does Zach Wilson know stuff that they don't want to insult him, anger him, then he'll start sharing jet secrets? Maybe he's dating everyone's mom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the issue, too, is going to Trevor It's not like Carson Wentz is sitting back there. Or exactly. <laughs> yes, Trevor Simeon is part of this issue. It would be even harder to answer if there was a good backup. I, it, I think it's, this, it, what's the hard thing is to answer. Why isn't there a good backup? Right, that yes. is to me is the why question. Why is Tim Boyle? You know who basically Aaron Rodgers wanted Tim Boyle so he could they could go to Broadway shows together. Like you really could have had a, a good decent backup quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, was, I mean Tim Boyle is basically an assistant coach, but I'm sure Salah walked into Joe Douglas's office in week three and said, "Hey, are you going to get me somebody?" And he got him Trevor Simeon. So you're right. I, I I think your theory is the best. I mean, it was kind of wild listening to Salah, not just at the press conference, but then on local radio in New York having to answer for why uh, Simeon couldn't play. And he basically had no answers. I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, he, he 
I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just. Uh, I've, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, we just had like election day was yesterday. Imagine if he was a politician, he'd be sunk. I mean, he literally said, "I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, incredible. So either Simeon's terrible, and he doesn't want to say that. And he's like, "Well, I've seen you him practice, so he can't play." Or I mean I can't I can't it's not that terrible. He said plead the fifth. Yeah, he backed away. Plead the fifth. I mean it's got to me it's got to be that he just doesn't have control over who's the starting quarterback. No, he that, definitely doesn't. That, that has to be it. Like, <laughs> that's a hundred percent clear. It's now. either Aaron Rodgers or Woody Johnson. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's got to be someone else that that has control, and he can He would to me that answer told me he would pull Zach Wilson in a second, but he can't, and he can't explain why. It's Rodgers. Because even if it's Joe Douglas or it's Woody Johnson, it's Rodgers. Like, I think Rodgers is that impactful in the organization. I'm sorry, Bogus. No, that's okay. Uh, on night two of the college basketball season, number eight, Creighton hammered Florida A&M, 105-54. Number 20, Baylor rallied past Auburn, 88-82 in Sioux Falls. Rick Pitino won his St. John's debut, 90-74 over Stony Brook. And Ed Cooley won his Georgetown debut, 94-57 over Lemoyne. Oh, and right. Yes, the San Jose Sharks have finally won an NHL game. Ten seconds to go. Back to the near side. Sandheim down low. Connect me to the middle. Farabee, the save. shot. That's a big save by Blackwood. Three seconds to go. Two seconds. Blackwood makes another save with 1.9 seconds to go and a big scrum right in front of the Sharks' goaltender. Dan Rusinowski on Sharks Radio. Wow. San Jose holding off the Flyers 2-1 to avoid the worst start in league history Win number uh, number one after eleven losses. Mackenzie Blackwood made thirty eight saves. You felt in other games, maybe the other team will score a goal or two, and we'll kind of get down on ourselves, and, and that can't happen because you know it's a long game, and, and anything can happen throughout the course of a sixty minute game. So I thought we did a great job tonight, and I'm proud of the team. And really, another hat tip to the city of brotherly love coming through again, yeah. allowing the Sharks to win and avoid having all that bad history to themselves. The Flyers are are selfless. Bogus, you didn't mention that it got really tense in the last 10 seconds. How many shots on goal did they get? Uh, like 17. The Blackwood <laughs> was going going off. Thank clearly. God Blackwood was on right? standing on his head yeah. there at the end. And when I mean, you talked about it. You thought when they got him this offseason that was going to make the difference for them. And he's played well, but it's the guys around him that have struggled. What's his the name? Anti- Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood, that's a yeah. great name. Former Devils goalie. There Aren't you go. All? <laughs> sounds like a name from like a hockey movie. Like that doesn't even sound like yeah. a real like you could have been playing like Goon or like you know Slapshot yeah. in that in that uh, update. And I would have known. Mackenzie's too spot on because the Mackenzie brothers from Canada. But I was thinking Wendell Smallwood, former Eagles running back, <laughs> when you said that <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood. Can you? Uh, can anyone here name another San Jose Shark besides Bogus? Absolutely not. Current or all time? Because <laughs> <laughs> all time I can get Joe Thornton, but then it's tough after that. I could give you one more with confidence, uh, Thomas Hurdle. Where? Okay, here's another and question. And I'll ask. First of all, you know our Wait, the guys who operate the board. Manny can name any stadium. Manny, where did the San Jose Sharks play? SAP Center. Wow. Manny is a savant. He has this crazy skill where he can. And and by the way, Manny. Useless. I mean, totally useless skill of being. Girls do not like it. They don't think it's very impressive. (laughs) Believe it or not. This is not working for you? No. Get a dog. Um, This is the. Manny can name where every NBA and hockey team plays. 
And baseball. I don't want to toot my own horn, but yeah, more or less. But not football? The NFL has been changing. I know the Browns have just changed their uh, stadium name not too long ago. The Bengals as well. Right. There are a couple of teams that have so, changed their names recently. I'll give you maybe the old name. Manny is a savant, but only with per- certain parameters. Okay. Okay, Manny. Don't, so don't, how- don't give me any college sports. How about Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, that would be, what is that, PNC Bank Arena? Mm. PNC Arena? How about the Thunder? OKC Thunder? Yeah. That would be Paycor Arena, if I'm not. No. Paycom Arena. Wow. I mean, if you had gotten that wrong, Paycor and Paycom. <laughs> then, uh, what's the difference between those two things? But also, this hits Bogus's weak spot. Can you tell me when the San Jose Sharks entered the NHL, what franchise <laughs> they were before? Um, I can tell you that they were the first eight seed to win in round one. They beat the Red Wings one very early in their existence in the playoffs. It's just random facts about yeah. the San Jose Sharks. New yeah. segment. They uh, were the Hartford Whalers, I believe. They were the the Hurricanes were the Hartford Whalers. Whalers. Oh, okay. Then they were the Minnesota North Stars. I'm nope, the Sharks were just the Sharks. The <laughs> North Stars became the Dallas Stars. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bogus okay. was wearing a Hartford Whalers sweatshirt the other day. You're not going to get them on Whalers stuff. I think oh, we gotta, so is that I original expansion? Adopt the Sharks as our as our NHL team now. Like you know, this this is clearly not a bandwagon. This is the worst team. <laughs> right. in, we're starting in, the in bandwagon. Sports, maybe yeah, we're literally starting the bandwagon. Can only go up from here. And you know, we see in hockey like things can turn around fairly fast. And who knows? Maybe we'll be uh, you know live from the Stanley Cup in five years. Do you? Do we need to know anyone who plays on the team to be on the bandwagon? Because <laughs> if so. I don't think so. I mean, part of the bandwagon is that you are a bandwagon, that you don't actually know really the ins and outs, but, you know, you root for the wins and losses. And there's a lot of losses right now. So the fact that we're even jumping on it, I think, is a testament to us. You know, I think the one thing I know about San Jose, I think their their color analyst on radio is Brett Hedekin, I think. I think that's all I got for. Isn't their home field advantage or home ice advantage? Isn't it called the Shark Tank? Like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great name. All right. Now we're on board. Tanking at the Shark Tank. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Writes itself. 855 2124 CBS. The question. Thank you, Bogish. The biggest sports cheating scandal on the court, on the field, in the field of play, in the history of sports. 855-2124-CBS. We have more in moments. Don't move. Maggie Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Ask yourself, are we the type of show that plays Rihanna? Yes, we are. Welcome. Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Wednesdays means we do great debate series. Today, inspired by the news, and the news is Michigan's never-ending sign-stealing scandal. We are asking for the biggest sports cheating scandals in history, and we're going on the field here. Like, not Tiger Woods cheating on his right. wife. Like, that. that's a different kind of cheating no scandal. No OJ. No, no OJ. We're doing cheating scandals on the field. Like, for example, Perloff decided to go with... Ah, uh, the Houston Astros stealing signs and using a garbage can. I went with Tim Donaghy, the referee who was fixing games in the NBA and was, uh, you know, making money for the mob. EJ went with Barry Bonds and Balco, the cheating scandal. Manny went with Deflategate. We want to hear from you. Adam is in Vancouver. Has got a good one. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. How are you? I'm very good, except I'm up very early in the morning. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this was a, this kind of led to some turmoil off the ice or on the ice. Sorry, but it's more off the ice. Uh, John Spano buying yeah. almost buying the New York Islanders when he was pretty much broke, mm. scamming <laughs> his way into the NHL. Yeah, he was Adam. It's a good one. I think did they make a thirty for thirty about yes, this? Yes, they definitely I think so. did. Adam, it's. They a good- did. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, pal. Thank you for calling. Um, basically, someone who did not have the assets and did not have the money to buy in professional sports franchise was like hours yeah. from being able to buy it. Oh, so he, I didn't remember how it ended. He never got it? I think the agreement was there, but I'm not sure if he ever actually took over. I got to mm. remember now. I shouldn't have I didn't, shouldn't have been so quick on the trigger with Adam in Vancouver. Clearly, he had the details, and I don't. Um, but he was revealed as like a, a, a swindler. Yeah. <laughs> and they took the team away. Meanwhile, yeah. We've seen some other questionable ownership groups who we weren't sure if they actually had the money to cover all the expenses. <laughs> that has happened a couple of times. Looking at you, Derek Jeter. Uh, Carla is in Idaho. Good morning, Carla. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. What do you have for us on Biggest Cheating Scandal? Well, I just remember this. I was kind of a kid, I think, when this happened, and I remember it making a big deal. Uh, I mean, a big impact. But Pete Rose and his betting. No doubt. That seemed to be big. Oh, Carla, huge. I mean, that was a great one. We could have easily made that one of our big ones because P. Rose is still a hot topic today yeah. in some circles yeah. about whether he should be in the hall. Remember the Jim Gray interview that got Jim Gray in a lot of trouble with other players where he basically asked him about the scandal? That that one has legs. That, how many years has that been now? 30 years that we've been debating should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. It comes up every year. And honestly, no one has profited off of that more yeah. than Pete Rose himself. The <laughs> best thing that ever happened to Pete Rose. Because of that controversy. Carla, thank you for the call. I kid you not, I have, um, I was part of an audience that got to see a sneak preview of a Pete Rose Broadway show. <laughs> no, I never yeah. heard of this. Yeah, it's How not it? out yet. It's good. Oh, uh, it's, was Pete Rose in it? No. Oh, it's about Pete Rose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Songs and everything. Got it. Wow. And I got the sense that me and maybe one or two other people were the only actual sports fans in there. Because there was a lot of Broadway people, you know, theater people. Probably. Yikes. I was like, wait, do you guys know about this guy? <laughs> You're kind of yada yadaing over some serious stuff. Yeah, I've never been tempted to see a, a Broadway show about an athlete. I know there's a Vince Lombardi play that Tom Brady went to. It feels like very hard to recreate sports on a Broadway stage. But the you know I know the damn Yankees is a popular play, yeah. but I, was it? I can't imagine how did they cover the action? Did the guy run to second base <laughs> on the stage? No, you'd have to sashay. No, you can't just people... run. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah, pat a beret, step ball, change, boom. The, yeah, second base. Did, were there pickoff plays? Like <laughs> how much real baseball was there? Not a lot. They pretend, you know, it's like you, you get, you have a problem with people in sports movies not being good enough athletes, like the it. actors, you know, it's the worst. like you hate white man can't jump because the basketball scenes are not realistic. Specifically, Wesley Snipes was terrible. Okay. Imagine that times a thousand <laughs> as oh, okay. a Broadway situation. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like shadowy, you know, I, w I will anyway. give the HBO show winning time. The basketball was pretty good. And even that, you didn't really feel like you were watching real basketball. But on a Broadway stage, I know there was a bird magic play, too, recently within the last couple of years. I, I can't do it. I cannot watch guys trying to play sports on stage. It was, it, was, it was interesting. I was like, of all the things you could pick for a Broadway show, this is it. But anyway, uh, I think it might get made. <laughs> so we can go there all as a show. How did it end? Did he get into the Hall of Fame? I can't spoil it. <laughs> uh, it ended. It ended before the his turn at Fox. I can. The way. other thing too. Have you ever met Pete Rose? He's not a Broadway type. He is a <laughs> uh, 
say salt of the earth is a nice way to put it. He is a, uh, yeah. Character? He, he's not what I would call it's a, a rough sophisticated the edges. person yeah. all the time. Well, that's his thing. Though. He's a bit rough around the edges. Yeah, I mean, but that, that was his whole attitude yeah. while playing also. Yes, Pete Rose is a massive scandal. Again, we're doing biggest cheating scandals in sports on the field stuff. We're talking Lance Armstrong. We're talking Nancy Kerrigan. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Coming up, so much to do, including a big, big debut tonight. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.